That's that's um that's confirmed money income stream, isn't it, Chris? We are recording. Fuck, man, content creation, dude. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, that's that's definite big spondulies. How do you make money in content creation, Cap? Only well, fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's about it. That it. No, in all in all seriousness, though, I think you've got to you've got to do the multi pronged attack and do everything you possibly can on every possible platform. Yeah. <clears throat> You've got to no life at big time and got to fuck. Yeah. Go hard. Only, Only fans. fans. Oh Love yes. It. Oh yeah. <laughs> what a name. I like that. That's good. That is baller. <laughs> um quickly, right. how are Cap and I's levels? They look good on my end. They look pretty yeah. balanced. How do we sound? Sound all right? Sound good? Sound all right? Sound good? Good at cheese. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> good at cheese. Thank you, please. Both Excellent. Sound good. All right. That's what we like to hear. Let me know when you want me to start it off, Grizzler. Yeah, mate. And I'll, um, Ready when I'll you give are. it a bit of a kick. All right. I'll do the old three, two, one, count to five, and we'll go. All right. Give it a kick in the teeth. Three, two, one. G'day and welcome to Oceanic Gaming Radio. It is the 5th of February 2024. My name's Captain Perth. It's episode uh, 86. 86. And uh, alongside me, as always, Grizzly Gaming 86. Yeah, look at that. Wild. (laughs) Wow, one in in, in 86. That's that's pretty cool. It's never going to happen again. Yeah, it's the first and the last time we get to make that, uh, Mm. you know. That that uh, draw between your name and, and the episode number, um, mate. How's things? How'd you been? What's been oh, going on, mate? I've been good, Cap. Been really good. Had a great weekend. I uh, we had another show on Saturday night in Northbridge at a place called Sir Henry's, um, and we've secured Sweet. a fortnightly gig there, basically up until April. Every couple of weeks, we're there, which is cool. Um, and they're, nice. it's pretty pretty cool. I might may have said it last time. I can't remember, but they're trying to build like a grunge rock kind of scene there. So um, it's really fun, really fun. Big shout-outs to our good friend and long-time listener, John, a.k.a. Man Off Q, a mod in my Twitch channel. Met, Hell yeah. Uh, met John from uh, streaming, but just a real legend. He was there all night, Saturday night with his missus, drinking a heap nice. of beers. And he was saying that him and his workmates listen to us as they're driving around to jobs, they listen to the weekly show. So <laughs> shout out so to that good. fucking bunch of legends. Um, hey, hello. on you guys. Thanks for, for putting us in your ears. That's wicked. Um, nice, mate. So what, what was the venue again, mate? Young Henry's. It's called Sir Henry's. It is an Irish bar in Northbridge. It's only been open for a couple of weeks now. Um, and apparently they've got really good Guinness on tap. So if you're a Guinness drinker, uh, and okay. maybe you're from the UK or you're looking for something, a real nice pint. I know that they're hard to come by in Perth, but apparently they do a do a pretty mean Guinness uh, down there. Yeah, okay. So. They must do the special pour. You remember how to do the special pour, Grizz? I do remember how to do the special pour. Yeah, it's like a three-part pour or something. Then you've got to like back yeah. pour it with the low pressure and stuff. Yeah. Long time since I've done that. Yep. 
Yeah, put a little, uh, put a little, what do you call it? Clover on the top of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that, mate. So, and and what what? So, if people did per se, they wanted to go and check it out because they're in Perth. How do they yes. do it, Chris? Do they go? Uh, well, you can catch us from our what Facebook time? page called Renegades of Rock. Uh, we're the yep. only Renegades of Rock in Australia, in Perth. Um, oh, we wicked. post all of our shows there. I believe we're there. Not this weekend, but the following weekend. I think I can't remember. I put the dates in my diary, but. Uh, yeah, catch us. Well, usually live eight pm, um, and it's a it's a good time. It's a good time for come, come come by for a pint of Guinness and say hello to me. Um, come say good day. Come say good day, Cap. I also caught up with uh, our mate Pete on Sunday. Came over and I bought uh, eight very strong uh, beers. I got a four pack of yeah. juices and then a four pack of seven percent IPAs. And Pete and I, by the end of the <laughs> afternoon, were definitely slurring our words a little bit. So oh, it was good. big fan of that. Yeah, nice. nice. Good catch up. Oh, good stuff, mate. Yeah, I caught up with him a little while ago. Um, not, mate, I think it was weekend before last. Um, did the old zoo trip, which was lovely. So yeah. I'm actually going to catch up with him on Friday to go and watch a mate do some comedy hey, stuff. Yeah, should be, yeah. Should be good. good. So That's I won't fun. be drinking beers because it's the year of no beers for Capo. But so what is okay. your what is going to be your alcohol of choice then? If it's not, I've just been smashing Capo. vodka sodas. Yeah, vodka sodas. Yeah, very nice. Do you know how many calories is in a vodka soda? Is it like pretty much like a nothing or what? Yeah. Uh, so the only calories are in the alcohol pretty much, which yeah. are, you know, fixed. You can't really do much about it. And I think vodka is one of the lowest calorie alcohols you can get essentially. I think a shot's about 90 calories or just under. Uh, so, yeah, it's not Man, too bad. Man, it adds bad. up when you think about alcohol. Like, you know, if you're looking yeah. at to be in a deficit, someone around my size is about – 2,000 calories per day, and when you think if you've got a vodka and soda and that's basically 100 calories just from the shot of vodka, you have 10 yep. vodkas, mate, and that's half your daily. You're done. You're done. Yep. yep. You're cooked. How much yep. is in a pint All of beer, you reckon? Like a good couple of hundred? Oh, it varies big time, but it, it would yeah. be for, I mean, your average beer is what, five, well, for a pint, 565. Five mils, oh yeah, right. You know, and like a can of beer is probably pushing three hundred calories, and that's three hundred and thirty mils, so maybe four hundred ish, which is fucked, dude. That 10 is a beers meal, and you're at four thousand calories without I eating know. anything. You got to go and have a kebab at the end of the night, Cap, and that's a good eight hundred or something, probably. Well, I know. I mean, it's a you know, it's a rite of passage. You can't, you can't leave without having a kebab. That's what I mean, mate. Beers, beer makes life so much diff- more difficult when you're trying to be in a calorie deficit, which I'm trying to do. Uh, so I went, you know what, I'm just going to make it this year. It's just one thing I don't have to think about because I've already made the decision not to have it. The whole year, Cap? Yeah. No beers? The whole year. No yeah. beers. The year of no beer. January year 1st, no I've beer. got a cheeky monkey Portuguese tart sour ready mm-hmm. to go as soon as I hit the 1st of January. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, so I'm, I'm ready. But, yeah, so. And what else uh, have you been doing, Capo? How's the weekend? What's been happening? Well, look, we um, we had a fair bit on last weekend. I had a mate, um, one of my besties, um, old Sleepy, he had his 30-something, 33rd. Oh, um, yes. So he, we we just went and caught up with him, and he we we went to like it's called X Golf, which is that VR golf thing, and um, that was really good fun. Went and did nine nice. holes in um, uh, Scotland somewhere. <laughs> good day. Oh, was it um, 
Oh, what's that big St. Andrews? Was it St. Andrews? I don't think it was St. Andrews. I think oh, it was okay. one nearby though. Right, um, right, pretty well-known right, right. course, but apparently apparently they update the courses every so often and and when they do the updates, they don't they're not playable in the VR for a little while because they've been I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, we couldn't play St. Andrews. Everyone was spewing, but we played something pretty close. And it was a brutally difficult course, but your boy, Capo, came out on top. I think I got like, I shot like 46 or something, which is ridiculous. Jeez. So, okay. Not bad for someone. What was it, I mean, your short game all- or your long game, Cap? Where were you shining? Oh, man? my drives were ridiculously good, actually. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't, I haven't played golf for a very long time, and these guys will play week weekly. Do you, so, do you take your yeah. own clubs in there for this, or how they it did? I just borrowed theirs because I couldn't be fucked taking mine. Um, yeah, right. You know, I was going to go and dust, get it, dust off all the cobwebs, and mm. you know, <laughs> get my clubs out. So, I thought, fuck it. But yeah, it was really good. We had a few drinks there, and just um, you know, played nine holes. And it's 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 definitely the way to play golf on a hot day, Grizz, because. Man, you're in air conditioning, you got a couch, like you just get up, have a swing, off you go, moving along. It's great. Really good fun. Um, but yeah, so it can definitely recommend. Uh, and then mm-hmm. uh, went and had a few uh, beverages at a local pub, uh, more vodka sodas for uh, Big Capo. And um, then we had a first birth, a second birthday party in the afternoon um, for a friend, a friend of the family. Uh, and then what we do Sunday? I was just a bit cooked, honestly. I've had a really big couple, a few weeks, well, a few months actually at work, and I, I think it's starting to slowly catch up with me. And I was yeah, just really knackered, dude. so had a bit of a slow one, honestly. Um, you know, we've got like a really big project that's wrapping up in about a week and a half from today, and uh, yeah, I'm just coming up to that has just been like a lot of work. So you know, just doing I did a couple of late nights during the week last week just to try and knock some stuff out, so I didn't have to mm-hmm. think about it too hard during the week. And you just yeah. turned into a real adult cat. Yeah, pretty yeah. much, and it's happened very quickly over a year, and it, mm. it's it's pretty abrasive, may I say? <laughs> very abrasive. It's, yeah, it's pretty rough. It <laughs> so, is. Yeah. So, anyway, so yeah, that was my weekend, and actually played a couple of dead games as well, mate. But uh, more mm. about that shortly. Let's mm-hmm. dive straight bloody in, mate. Let's Firstly, just want to say a big thank you to all of our wonderful weekly listeners on the Spotify's, the Apple Podcasts. The Google Podcast, whatever you listen to, don't care. But we do care about you guys listening to it regardless of where you are. Uh, if you want to do so and join other legends, if you're watching live, uh, you can do so by going to your favorite podcast platform and search up Oceanic Gaming Radio uh, or go to OGR.show and follow the prompts on that website. Uh, now, regardless, if you do do that, you have to do us one big solid, and that is uh, give us a five-star review. We actually copped our first non-five-star <laughs> review, hey. whoever that was. Get well, fucked, will you? You know what? I actually reckon that's an indication that people not within our circle are listening to the podcast. So yeah. I think someone gave us a four, I'm pretty sure. But we're I now mean, do you know what? I'll cop a four. Yeah, four's pretty four's good. good. Loz once said to me that you don't want to be a five-star anything because that's either an indication that you've that bought, you paid for it. You've bought your fucking reviews. Yeah. You kind of want to be a 4.8. Yeah, which we are now. Which we are. <laughs> <laughs> Which we are on Spotify. <laughs> we are, yeah. yeah. But, but go and review it, guys. Go yeah. and do it. <laughs> yeah, Please, no, no one star. No fours required. No, yeah, but anyway, exactly so there you right. go. We'd really appreciate a four-star review. Or just tell someone us, uh, about us. We'd, we'd uh, we really appreciate either of those two commitments to the podcast. Uh, now, if you would like to watch this 
live, you can do so by going to twitch.tv, following us there, um, slash Oceanic Gaming Radio. And um, we go live every Monday night from 7 p.m. Australian Western Standard Time. And you can join such legends as Fancy Badger AUS, Slatos, Lush50, and me and Grizzly Gaming. I mean, you know, what, what more That's could you right. possibly want? Yeah, it's about as good as it gets. To further spread the love and and, the, and share the thank yous, uh, massive thank you to our wonderful Patreons. Uh, thank you so much for your continued financial support in, you know, these dire, dark economic times. Uh, they are the following bloody legends. Sukai, Moosey, Caging Runt, Sergeant Paul, Lee GD, Jay Libs, Brendan, Dan Fantastic, Strops and Slatos. What a troop of just absolute rippers. Appreciate you guys immensely. If you want to join them, you can go to patreon.com slash OGR show and uh, chuck your credit card details in and jump on one of the tiers. We'd appreciate it. Um, all right. On with the show. Big old freaking quest log tonight. Uh, yeah, there's a lot in there, okay? Uh, but we're going to start right off the top with, you know, the hotness. Everyone's been talking about mm-hmm. it. Power mm-hmm. World. Grizz, you hadn't managed to jump back in recently? Power World? No. I have not, no. Cap. I have not jumped back in. But uh, no. I probably won't because I just it's not really for me, but I am glad that I played it just to give it get a taste, you know. What about you, mate? Have you been you've been rocking it? Yeah, look, I think I've gotten what I want out of it as well, Grizzly okay. Gaming. Um, yeah. I think I ended up with about 20 hours. I could, You know, I, I made my first gun and all that kind of shit, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I could just feel the scaling of things not going in the way I was hoping it would for a solo player, and things were just becoming difficult to mine and uh, collect, and, and I thought, oh, you know, it's good. I'm, I, I really like what they're doing, and I think, like, this is – a really good representation of, I guess, what I maybe want out of a monster collectible game these mm-hmm. days and mm-hmm. what Pokemon isn't really doing for me. Uh, and I hope that po- personally, I mean, I I would love it if Pokemon just did this uh, straight up. I think it would be uh, really, if it. they could just, just do it, give it a really good amount of polish. You know, they've got all the fucking cool Pokemon that you love and know. Uh, it would be amazing. But obviously they're not doing that. Actually, um, sorry. So- a TikTok and a guy was talking about one thing that Pokemon never did was you throw your Pokeball out and your Pokemon comes out of it and fights for you and then you draw it back in at your own will and that kind of mechanic. And it's weird yeah. that Pal World is the first game where you're doing that when it's such a Pokemon thing of throwing your Pokeball and releasing your Pokemon like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, well, I suppose the issue with it is that, you know, your player character deals damage as well, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you're part of the equation, whereas in that equation, you're not. And so, if your Pokemon's not out, you're, I guess, defenseless, realistically. So, yeah. <laughs> I do get it, though. I definitely think it's – it's. I still think, regardless, that whole kind of thing is cool because it feels like, oh, I'm chucking my Pokemon out and I'm mm-hmm. making those decisions mm-hmm. and, oh, you know. But, yeah, I think I think ultimately, though, Grizz, I've got what I wanted out of it um, and I'm very glad to have played it. Now, Grizz, yes. I mean, seems like a lot of other people have not got what they want out of it yet. It's uh, 19 million players. Mm-hmm. Since release, twelve million on Steam, seven million on Xbox. Yeah, that is, is insane. The, 
Dude, it is, it is crazy. Yeah. It mm. is Xbox Xbox's biggest third party third party uh, Game Pass release ever, uh, which is impressive. Like you know, no matter which way you kind of mm. cut it. I mean, they've had all kinds of shit release on there, like Vampire Survivors and stuff like that. So it's pretty impressive that this has come come along and, and released to this amount. Uh, and then I think you know, it's it's still Steam's highest played game you know like two weeks after its release in 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 mid-jan or just just over mid-jan it's still number one on steam with you know somewhere in the tune of 1.3 million concurrent players you know beating out your classics like counter-strike and and dota 2 and and even you know i mean apex legends and shit like that those are all these actually all these kind of classics we spoke about this early on yeah when pav was around as well and our discussion was it's great, but we think it's going to be a flash in the pan. I know it's only been over two weeks, but I didn't think it would hold the viewership like it has here. And I would love to yeah. compare this to how Diablo 4 um, uh, kind of was played out of the gate and whether there were yeah. that many players playing after two weeks because I don't reckon there were, Cap. I don't reckon there yeah, were. Yeah, I reckon you're right. I reckon most people got what they wanted out of Diablo 4 in like the first week because I know mm. I pretty much did. Uh, and you know, realistically, you could finish the campaign in that time. And then, again, if you're someone like me, maybe, you know, you love the old Diablo games but didn't quite get what you wanted out of Diablo 3, then you're kind of left twiddling your thumbs. But with this, Grizz, there's, I think there's a, I mean, there is a shitload of content, firstly. You know, there's, yeah. there's over 100 pals for you to collect, plus all the <laughs> weird and wonderful variants of them as well. And, you know, the whole base building thing and there's a reasonable amount of end game content, I guess, uh, plus exploration and, and the whole idea of playing with your mates. But, um, yeah, it just seems to have, have legs and I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do next, Grizz, because I think, you know, the, the hot thing for a lot of games these days is to collaborate. Yeah. Uh, and I wonder who collaborates with Power World. Well, the general consensus here is, and what I was reading before uh, stream tonight, was that, a lot of people are impressed with the dev because they seem to be pouring the money back into the game uh, with quite big plans and roadmaps for future content as well to deliver on this game. So, yeah. Well, knows, I mean, mate? realistically, Grizz, you know, if you could capitalize on this, mm. you know, I mean, look at Pokemon, right? That's a multi, multi million dollar franchise you know sells a shitload of copies every time they release anything if power world can kind of build a baseline like that and maintain a significant number of these players that are still concurrently playing the game you know there's no reason why they can't do power world two two in a few years uh you know like uh, this is i reckon pvp would be really cool in that game and i know they've got that planned but that could bring a whole other aspect to it cap you know like if you've yeah. got, I know that uh, you can find different abilities and stuff in the world and, and, and teach them to your Pokemon and yeah. it's obviously the whole weakness strength thing and you could almost see, I know that some of the Pokemon games have like a ranked um, PvP um, tied to them. I could, I could see something like that working. Yeah. It'd be pretty, pretty well, interesting. So apparently the plan is to put in a bunch of arenas and stuff that you go and fight in and have like special zones. So... You know, one thing that the uh, – I briefly saw this the other day. I didn't read too far into it, but I think the idea was that the developer didn't want to emulate something like Ark where just everything is pvp if you want. 
yeah, they right. kind of wanted to have certain areas where that was yeah. PvP flavor. And I think realistically, like, yeah, the whole kind of everywhere's PvP does kind of suck sometimes. Come at least griefing and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah exactly know, like, right. Yeah. I mean, they're already having enough issues with cheaters and stuff at the moment, which they're trying to work on. But, um, but yeah, regardless, Grizz, uh, Power World doing insanely well. I mean, all right, Grizz, call it right now. Who do you think they collaborate with first? Hmm. Well, not Pokemon, I don't think. We kind of discussed that last no. week because... Uh, <laughs> it would be hilarious if guns... they did. Sorry, my dog's barking at me. I should probably close my door. Um, <laughs> for those on Twitch, you can see his tail <laughs> just wagging in the back. Um, yeah, because the whole hitting of your Pokemon and everything else and your pals, so, so probably not Pokemon. Uh, I don't know. Cap, what do you reckon? Oh, oh, dude, what about Fortnite? Surely Fortnite. That's the first thing that came to my mind was probably Fortnite. <laughs> Surely Fortnite. Yeah. Because I think like Epic Games, you know, they're, they'd be keen to collaborate regardless, I think. I don't think they've done – Fortnite hasn't done a Pokemon collaboration or anything like that. And I don't think they've done a Nintendo collaboration either. And I would definitely imagine that they would have tried and obviously it hasn't gone – well for them because i'm just thinking you know around about the time that the super mario movie came out you know surely that that would have been a thing but i think obviously that's that's the same issue that had had with you know power world is the whole gun kind of situation so yeah. they probably didn't want their pokemon and there stuff there hasn't been any there. nintendo collabs have there from my knowledge not that i'm aware of I, and i can't think of, i thought maybe maybe there's a metroid one or something but i don't think so mm. i think mm. it's that level of violence that i think Nintendo just goes nah, uh, but I can't can't think of any off the top of my head. Grizzler, maybe you can correct me. But um, yeah, I can definitely see it happening in Fortnite, and it probably would be pretty cool because I mean you could do some of the the classic attacks and stuff, and you could even maybe have a few pals roaming around out in the Fortnite area that you need to catch, and then you could use them as a weapon or something. Like imagine if you could run around on that big electro buzz looking mm-hmm. guy oh, with the, the minigun. You know, as yeah. a mountain. And maybe this is the crossover tank. that they've always wanted, Cam. I'm just doing a bit of reading here. Apparently, Fortnite announced that they would like to collab with Nintendo. Um, however, it says Nintendo has their strategy and we have our strategy. We hope at some point to use their characters, was a spokesperson. Yeah. So, yeah, I reckon that's a absolutely will never happen, in all honesty. Again, I think it comes down to video game violence and what level. Nintendo finds acceptable, which mm. I'm guessing is very little. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. But yeah, anyways, uh, deviating away from Nintendo and, uh, you know, third-party indie titles, uh, Grizz, PlayStation had their mm-hmm. most recent uh, state of play over last week. I think it was about five days ago or so. Yeah. And they dropped a shitload of new information and stuff on some very well-loved and well-known um, IPs. So, I mean, let's just start from the top, Grizz. Firstly, we had Death Stranding 2. So we already obviously knew that this game was coming, uh, but we got a bit of a better look at the game in general and, you know, just kind of, you know, what's coming. It's, you know, it looks insane in terms does, of just weird, super yeah. weird. Lots uh, of, um, I kind of feel like Death Stranding 1 had, the environments were all pretty same, same cap. Am I? Yeah. Am I, I like was that kind of like uh, 
I don't know, it kind of reminds me of like the Irish highlands and then like a bunch of like swampy kind of areas that yeah. you're navigating across. But in the trailer, it looks like some really interesting new um, crazy looking areas and, and habitats and bits and pieces. And it all looks yeah. amazing. Um, yeah, Cap, yeah. Coming, coming to PS5 in 2025. Uh, no official yeah. release date in 2025 yet, but. Yeah, I, I did notice that. Obviously, I don't think we had an actual date yet anyway. So this is kind of our first, I think, real kind of like, hey, this is coming next year kind of thing. Uh, but, yeah, look, let's have a bit of a chat about what we saw in the trailer, I guess, you know, yeah. more of just that weird kind of body horror shit going on with the first game and just kind of, I don't know, just... Uh, it's like reality adjacent stuff going on, yeah. you know, just just bizarre things. They got the whole child in a little capsule thing, but also coming down your esophagus, uh, you know, at the beginning, you know, one of your, uh, the lady in the first game, she's taking these weird things out of your arm and then suddenly you're, this person is in a weird sarcophagus thing that they're trying to open up and on a, on a, like surgeon's table and it's just fucking weird. And then you kind of continue on a little bit longer. You see a, a hand that looks just like a hand out of Elden Ring uh, attacking Sam, the main character. Uh, there's this weird looking cat octopus thing that has a weird tongue. Uh, there is, you know, bizarre uh, robot enemies that you seem to be fighting. Uh, one of the new characters is like this, like cro like, crow as in like the the new oh well not the new but you remember the old crow movie you remember that one yeah i do i think yep. it had bruce yep. lee's son in it. i can't quite remember what their name was um brandon lee anyways this guy looks just like you know brandon lee uh but he has a electric guitar that fires electricity at things and like eradicates shit and looks like a bad guy but brandon. looks kind of freaking rad though in all honesty did you see I that actually part yeah, I did. I actually thought that the trailer in general, Cap, was a little bit more focused on combat than what the first one was. You do see a little bit of shooty-shooty yep. and a bit of uh, different combat vibes there, so that could be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think um, it definitely looks cool. I think the big issue I've got is I don't want to play the first one because the first, I played yep. like maybe an hour and I found it insanely boring. Uh, yeah. And yeah. just very difficult to get into. So I would love, I hope that they have like a last time on uh, Death Stranding so I don't have to do this. But this looks <laughs> really rad. Well, uh, so a couple of things here, Capo. Um, so Death Stranding 2 is, uh, is powered by Decima. It is the game engine owned by Guerrilla Games. Now, it was, it's the same engine that Horizon oh, Zero Dawn and Forbidden West used. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and it I mean it's the same one as the first one as well, but apparently there's been a bunch of optimization, so um that's why it's looking very pretty. And in terms of who's cast in it, so obviously we know Norman Reedus, uh I don't know who these other people are. Uh Leah uh Say Dukes, Troy Baker, uh returning, yep. but there are some new cast member uh, members as well. So we've got Ellie Fanning, who's in Super Eight, Shaoli Kutsuna, who's Deadpool Two. Uh, and mm -hmm. director George Miller are joining uh, in the cast role. So they're getting Yeah, I mean, George Miller's a huge one. Like, that's kind of wild seeing them in the, like, beginning trailer and stuff. It's, yeah. Look, ultimately, I, I, it's, it's, this is a hard one because it's, it's just one of those, like, bizarre abstract 
you know, Kojima, you know, thought projects that has yep. just turned into a video game. Yeah. And, you know, I can't really... I don't know. It's going to be one of those things where you're just going to have to play it to see what it's like. I, th- I do think that the electric guitar, like Samurai Blade thing, though, is fucking sick. Yeah, it is cool. Um, look, Cap, my take is very similar to yours on this. I wasn't drawn to number one. I liked the idea of the game, and I loved the idea of casting of Norman Reedus. And at that time when that happened, yeah. that was when we had Cyberpunk, um, and we saw video games casting these real-life yeah, actors. These actors, um, yeah. These actors to yeah. do things. But the gameplay didn't didn't call out to me. Um, essentially, it was you're a kind of glorified delivery man and and navigating your way yep. across these environments. Um, but I do think that this game looks not only beautiful, the, the landscapes are impressive. Uh, it seems to be a bit more of a focus on combat. Um, so like, I'm kind of like you, Cap. I hope that maybe if they can provide a good recap, then maybe it's a good time to jump in and check this out. Um, there's also a comment at the bottom of the YouTube video that I wanted to pull out here because I have tend to agree with this because Kojima does such a good job at these like narrative um, trailers. It's kind of gone. Yeah. Kojima needs to make a movie because his cutscenes are better than most recent movies and TV shows, and I tend to agree. I think he's done it. Yeah, they've done a really good job. Yeah, but don't you reckon that's true for a lot of video games, Grizz? Like, yeah, uh, you definitely got to give it to Kojima. He's he's you you know um, an absolute legend of the media, and uh, you know in terms of the way that he manipulates video games to tell a story is is really impressive. And you know, realistically, he is a filmmaker in in a way in his own right. You know, I mean, he he rubs shoulders with guys like Guillermo del Toro. You know, so they're all. You know, he's he's in that ilk of um, you know, I guess almost kind of semi triple A, but also kind of indie, you know, art house kind of filmography. But I feel like video games just often have a lot of untapped potential that oh, are just time. not used. You know, mm. and I feel like it's even the same with some manga and anime and stuff like that. That especially when it comes to Western media. I, f- I feel like if it's a little bit too far from against the grain, it's just not considered at all because, you know, people are trying to, I guess, trying to make money but also don't want to take risks. I feel like it's only been in recent years, Cap, where we, we have started to see that conversion from game media mm. to, to popular media and TV series and movies and stuff, you know, like the whole Last of Us coming to a TV series yeah. and The Witcher coming to a TV series and yeah. um, League of Legends and stuff with um, some anime. Um, so, yeah, I 100% agree. There must be some – be some real. Well, okay, Cap, in your mind, what is a game which you would like to see come to movie form apart um, from Bloodborne? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Legend of Zelda I think would be oh, great. Yeah. That's true. Um, and I think you yeah. could do something really cool with the silent protagonist as well. Uh, you know, because traditionally Link's a silent protagonist and I think if it was uh, handled really well, you could make that a really cool asset to, you know, even if it was a TV show as well, you could, does he, man, does he you could do it like a of time. when he attacks? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's a no-brainer in a lot of ways. I think there's rumours that um, you, we're getting a Legend of Zelda something or other because obviously we've already we've had the Super Mario movie, but yeah. I think that would be the big one for me. Even, dude, I'll tell you another, what, what would be a cracker would be Metroid as well. There's a lot of Nintendo IP that I think would just be like just such a no-brainer. But dude, what the do you, Metroid what do you reckon? story is freaking wicked. I remember actually yeah. being quite like taken aback. I mean, it's interesting because there's no real dialogue, but I just really enjoyed 
I enjoyed that media style. I enjoyed the world it was set in and kind of like post-apocalyptic. Yeah. But imagine yeah. if they did like a gritty Netflix special, right? Oh, like dude, when so cast good. do it live action, it would be sick, dude. Yeah, it was so it good. What do you, what do you, what's, what would be off the top of your mind, you know? Hmm. You know what? I reckon that some of the Souls games, um, if you yeah. did it correctly, I mean, I know Sekiro that a lot could of, be really good. Sekiro could be really good. So like really good. good. I, I think that's probably got the most tangible storyline for you to kind of hinge off. You know, yeah. I mean, you yeah. could probably do Dark Souls. It'd be hard because a lot of Dark Souls is kind of implicit storytelling where it's not particularly well. You know, you're kind of trying to piece this unpieceable story together. You know what I mean? Dive into like the item lore and stuff. I wonder how that would. Yeah. T- there's a lot of like, I guess that yeah, they don't really tell the story. There's a lot of guessing and like kind of trying to piece stuff together based on what you've read. Exactly. Mm. I think I, I do think Sekiro would work quite well. Yeah, there's a lot of really good ones. I mean, there's all there's already talks about a Horizon Zero Dawn. I mean, um, special. The God of War games are already basically movies, but you could you could yeah that would, yeah. would go down a treat too. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of bangers there, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. I can see a lot of them being really, really good, but. Um, but yeah. Anyways, look, um, Death Stranding two. It's going to be called On the Beach. So, Beach. Uh, yeah, which I think people oh. thought was a meme because it was leaked, <laughs> and it actually definitely turned out to be called Death Stranding two On the Beach. One other thing I wanted to quickly <laughs> add, Cap. Um, so whilst it's only coming to PS five initially, it's likely that it will come to PC, much like the first Death Stranding uh, did. So uh, it was published. Makes sense. By, yeah, yeah. So come, come, come eventually, and uh, also came to Game Pass in the end. So have you wait long enough? That's right. I forgot about that, which is kind of crazy. Um, but you know, I'm all I'm all for anything getting put on back Game Pass. Um, but yeah, there you go. Get excited. I mean, a pretty pretty all star cast as well. You know, um, it's a pretty big name. So. Pretty cool. Um, all right, Grizz. The next thing that they kind of released and a bit of information about was firstly Silent Hill: The Short Message. Mm. Now, Grizzly, this is before we go any further. This is a free-to-play exclusive on PlayStation Five. Yeah, I believe it's kind of you might remember the uh, demo um, from Once Upon a Time when Kojima co-worked on a Silent Hill game for, I think, I can't remember who has the Silent Hill, uh, what do you call it, IP or rights. I thought, I think it might have been Konami. Maybe I'm wrong there. Uh, But anyways, Kojima did partially work on a thing called PT and it got pulled off after Kojima left Konami and, you know, got pulled off the, the marketplace because I think Konami were no longer going to be doing video games and basically didn't want this IP out there. And Interesting. Uh, so what happened was people downloaded it onto their PS4s. And really? And then couldn't, they, obviously Sony couldn't take the files off those PS5s. And PS5s that had the original uh what do you call it, PT game files on it became incredibly expensive on marketplaces and stuff because you just couldn't get it anymore. No way. Uh, And it was apparently this incredibly good, um, you know, horror game demo thing that was going to be kind of the next step. It was kind of, remember when uh, Resident Evil 6 Biohazard came out and that was kind of like the next big 
mm-hmm. sort of iteration on the whole Resident Evil kind of Love thing. That, game. that was what this game. supposed to be. It's great. Yeah, a oh, banger mm. game. And I think that was kind of what they wanted to do with Silent Hill and that was kind of, you know, going to be the next thing and it, it didn't quite eventuate into anything. So it kind of seems like this is that again. Uh, so you play as uh, a lady who's got a phone and that mm-hmm. phone seems to be tied to some kind of Silent Hill kind of psycho, you know, horror thing. And you're running around in this dark area. There's freaking flickering lights and you're falling off buildings and doing all kinds of crazy shit. Uh, but it looks cool. Regardless, if kind you get like a PS5, a, you get this for free. Kind of a bit of a psychological thing, isn't it? It's like a mix between reality and and, and not reality from what I've seen. Yeah. It seems like the main protagonist is... Demons. It, yeah. It, yeah. The main protagonist is kind of getting... Uh, what do you call it? Getting texts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, Cap, yeah. so obviously this is released, and there are reviews of this. So, um, Open Critics critic is giving it a fifty-seven out of hundred, with uh, <laughs> already twenty-five percent of the critics recommending it. So it's not reviewing particularly well. A couple of interesting, con- a couple of little comments here. So, another disappointing Silent Hill revival that gets some of the vigils and tone right but is let down by a uh, hackard script and frustrating chase sequences. Uh, another one here. Mm. An incredibly bland gameplay and some overly frustrating chase sequences makes Silent Hill, the short message, a chore to play much of the time. So it's Yikes. not being reviewed particularly well, but it looks good. It looks The graphics look quite nice, Cap, and it's yeah. free. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh yeah, it is indeed free. So, I mean, you can go and download that bad boy now despite getting a 56 Metacritic score. But, <laughs> you know, you make your, make your choice up yourself. Um, now, they also announced, Grizz, I mean, we already knew that uh, Silent Hill 2 was getting a remake. Uh, mm-hmm. What they have done, though, is they have released a combat reveal trailer uh, and it looks pretty good. Uh, I think... From, I mean, look, it looks just like Silent Hill 2, just kind of in a new engine. If you kind of think about the level of new engine that the Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes got, that's kind of in a similar kind of vein. So you'll kind of get a rough idea of, you know, the, I guess the graphical fidelity. It's yep. a little bit more janky than those games, in my opinion, just looking at the combat and I guess just the general look and feel. It does seem there's a little bit of jank there. You can kind of see that little bit of jank. Uh, but it looks pretty good regardless. I think it'll probably play all right. Uh, I think also cool. that jank kind of comes a little bit from just being a Silent Hill game. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. the older Silent Hill games were a bit kind of janky. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it looks it looks just like Silent Hill too. Uh, you know, same yes. monsters, you know, the nurses with the no arms. Oh, and dude. The, I remember that yeah. game being so freaky the first time I played it when you're in that old school yeah. with your torchlight and it's like, the school tables and stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, big time. So, yeah, Silent Hill 2, that's big coming. Oh, when's that coming along, Grizz? That is, I think it's, well, it's definitely still in development. I think you can wish list it. I uh, don't know if they've announced an actual solid release date, so probably won't see it for a little while. Uh, but, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Um, all right. So that was all the Silent Hill stuff they announced, Grizz. Now, the next thing they announced uh, was a gameplay overview trailer for Rise of the Ronin. Now, this is the game being created by, I believe, Team Ninja, uh, who did 
Neo. Neo, yeah. And Ninja Gaiden, which are the old And Ninja Gaiden. Really yeah. difficult. Yeah. yeah, the ones you do, know and love. Do they do Tenchu as well, Cap, or is that someone else? Ooh, I think you might be right. Dude, I think From Software might have done an early Tenchu game. Yeah, they did. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. Something... Didn't they do something shadows or something like that? Tenchu yeah. something shadows or something along those lines, uh, and that was where they drew a lot of inspiration for Sekiro. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and obviously, you know, we used as you know whatever. But, um, anyways, I mean, Team Ninja have been working on this new open world, uh, I guess Japanese kind of era. Um, I couldn't tell you the exact era, but it's kind of you know, uh, you know, around about the time that. Uh, the the west east and west kind of were slowly starting to mingle, yeah, uh, and yeah, they're they're, re- they're releasing this this brand new open world game uh, that has similarish combat to Neo. Uh, definitely got a bit of a Sekiro flavor with the whole parry and dodge system, and yeah, I think using cool. you know I, I think the whole oh, what do you call that system, Grizz? It's kind of like a uh, when you block stamina. perfect. Timing and then see if you block perfect yeah. timing, then it will kind of wear the enemy's stamina bar down and open them up for yep. certain attacks. And yeah, and so blocks and attacks against an enemy, you know, ruthlessly will eventually get them to a point where they can be, uh, you know, have a takedown, you know, issued against them and you, you can damage and then you kind of keep going until eventually they die. But yeah, it's kind of got a bit of like a Sekiro come Assassin's Creed. Kind yeah. of in to me, you just nailed it there. Yeah, like part Sekiro, yeah. part Neo, part Assassin's Creed. Um, yeah, and it looks pretty convincing, Cap. So, this is coming out very soon, March 22, 2024. So, like next month, yeah, ish. Um, not yeah. far away. And a couple yeah. of little things. So, look, uh, has very similar combat to what I see to Sekiro, like you mentioned. So, you've got a parry bar and a stagger bar. Um, Seems to be consumables that are available, kind of like Soulsborne games, where you use your control pad to kind of use those from what you can see. And also notice, yeah. Cap, seems to be pretty uh, similar to Sekiro stealth mechanics, where if you get the jump on an enemy, you can kind of do a quick kill on them. Um, yeah, or do a little bit of damage straight up. Do a little bit of damage straight up. You. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, dude, it I looks think it really looks, good. I think it looks amazing. I think it looks really well put together. Just it depends how it plays, I guess. But, you know, coming from the dev of Neo, I really enjoyed the Neo games. The one thing that I didn't enjoy about the Neo games is they didn't feel as fair coming from a Soulsborne yeah. game. I felt like yeah. they would put you in situations where it was just like, well, that's bullshit. Like, there's no way you can avoid yeah. that and I'm dead kind of thing. And it was a quite frus- a frustrating game. I think. So. A lot of that came from the itemization of that game. And yeah. the itemization, in my opinion, felt like shit. Mm. I really didn't enjoy the kind of Diablo approach to finding new weapons and in that Souls-like kind of vein because, like you said, it kind of, if you didn't get a reasonable drop or, you know, it just kind of, you didn't know where to go to get the good shit. It just yeah. didn't feel right. And, and it kind of, the there was that dissonance. Trees, dude, like, I don't know. If you went into the wrong tree, it could really impact your your impact in the game. And then if yeah. you went down the right tree and you did some research, then you're like a powerhouse and stuff gets a lot easier. But yeah, it, uh, yeah. I, I think, although I will say, Cap, the actual 
physical combat in terms of the dodging mechanics and other bits in Neo was pretty close to Soulsborne and therefore it played yeah. pretty nicely. So I've actually got quite high hopes for the Rise of Ronan. I think it, it also gives me a, a few Ghosts of Tsushima vibes as well, Cap, in terms of the open wilderness. Yeah. You see some clips yeah. of the character where he's like on a rooftop and he's kind of doing the old um, Sekiro and, and kind of grappling yeah. hook his way around. But then all yeah. of a sudden he starts gliding on like this paraglider and gliding through the streets and then drops onto a horse yeah. and is riding a horse. I think that like traversal looks really, really nice and well put together. Yeah. Looks very quick and sharp and, and def- again, it's got that Assassin's Creed thing from Brotherhood where you, you had the, you know, moments where you could run around on or fly around on the Da Vinci flying machine. But, mm. yeah, definitely it looks I'm, – I'm really excited for this after this trailer because, I mean, I was kind of like, eh, whatever, beforehand, you know, everyone seems to be doing a Japanese kind of, um, you know, not so yep. modern era game kind of not – I don't know how keen I am for this because no one seems to have really pulled it off properly apart from Sekiro, which I really loved. Uh, but this definitely seems to be getting a bit closer to where I personally want it. And I think one thing that I did read, Grizz, was this game won't have the same itemization stuff that Neo had. It's yeah. going to be, you know, find a new weapon. That's kind of yeah. – it's kind of, I guess, a bit more of the Sekiro approach to things where you found techniques well, and stuff along the way. Isn't it? I don't think you, up, did yeah. you upgrade your weapon at all in that game or was it just the techniques? Uh, I can't remember. I can't quite remember. Uh, I maybe you're getting hand new arms and shit right. like that. Yeah, prosthetics uh, and but, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, this you know you can find like a fire pipe and all this other shit, and yeah, it seems a bit more considered in terms of what you're kind of getting. Um, so I think that looks really exciting. One thing I find interesting, Grizz, and I'm wondering if they might do a bit of a bloodborne here, where because they've shown nothing even slightly mythological in this trailer or other trailers. But based on some of the things you see, I could see it working with this game as maybe a late game thing. Bloodborne did the exact same thing when that came out. Uh, People didn't realise that it went kind of Lovecraftian, like alien horror Mm. shit, you know, towards the end of the game because uh, reviews were asked not to say anything about it and, that's cool. Uh, yeah. You know, it, everyone just thought it was like a bad werewolf game. Uh, and then all of a sudden people started playing the game going, what, what the fuck is going on here? It's like some Sick. Lovecraft shit. Yeah. So I, I would love to see that kind of same approach happen here. Um, and maybe, you know, you do get some weird and crazy mythology shit towards the end, not being shown in the trailer, obviously. But uh, And if it doesn't, you know, whatever, but it would be cool regardless. Mm-hmm. Um so all the enemies you see are like humanoid enemy, like humans. So yep, you don't see any like crazy. Uh, well, there is one guy actually reminded me of um, one of the enemies from uh, Sekiro. Sekiro, the centipede the guys with the big claws, big claws. Yeah, big centipede claw yep. enemies. But he does look like a normal human with big long claws. Yeah. So I don't know, but. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it, whether they do kind of expose you to a bit of Japanese mythology or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, there's some pretty interesting characters in the the trailer, so I could see it happening, but we'll see. Plus, I mean, obviously Neo had the the mythology flavour as well. It had like a bunch of folklore and stuff in it as well um, that they had tied into that game, some of the the smaller enemies and things. Very cool. Yeah. But, yeah, so there you go. Keep an eye out for that. That comes out this 22nd of March. Yeah, I think so, that one's definitely yeah. got the OGR um, potential tick of approval. That one looks to be yeah. like a pretty pretty good pretty good game. 
Yeah, definitely. I think you're on the money there, Grizzo. Now, we'll just kind of zip through some of the other stuff that they announced at the uh, State of Play, Grizz. Until Dawn, uh, that old bloody, you know, uh, choose your adventure horror game, been out for a while. Uh, That is getting a remake rebuilt for uh, PlayStation 5 and PC, and it's out this year at some point. They didn't exactly specify when, I don't think. Uh, Let me just have a look at the end of this trailer. No, don't think so. Just is out this year from memory. Um, But, yeah, so there you go. If you're into that, it's coming. Um, Coming in hot. Uh, Now, they also gave us a bit of a trailer for Helldivers. I still don't think I give a shit about this. No. So the original Helldivers look a top-down, but this one is, what, like third person or something now, Cap, is it? Yeah, third person. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't, don't think I'm that fussed about it it just looks like a kind of third person third person alien shooter thing and yeah. yeah i just don't think there's much going for it personally but um i mean i hope they can prove me wrong uh, one thing one game i did play a little bit more recently was the new starship troopers game and that was that game was like you you'd loaded in with a bunch of people that was like up to 12 players Ooh. and or something like that and you landed on a planet and then you had to make like a little forward base and then all of the aliens were kind of coming out to try and, you know, fuck you up and on your new base and then you'd get like a new objective where you had to make another forward base further away and mine all this shit. And But if they did something like that, I think it would be really cool, but I don't think it is that. So, Well, the first Hell Divers was, base, was really just a co-op, like a same screen yeah. co-op game. Um, that. I, I think me and my brothers played it for a bit. There was like team kill where you could shoot each other. So it was always like pretty hilarious because you'd end up blasting your mate. It's like kind of like bullet yeah. hell, but yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. Um, I remember there was kind of a moment in time where those games were really popular for a little while. There was like a couple of zombie ones and, um, you know, yeah, those top-down kind of like, I guess, horde shooters, like you know, but uh but yeah, it's, this is definitely not one of those. So they've they've yeah. completely changed the perspective up. So yeah. Anyway, so I guess we'll see what happens now. Another one that came out, Grizz, or an announcement trailer for a game called Stellar Blade. It's uh, coming out on the seventh of Feb, which is this week. It's kind of got like a post-apocalyptic cyberpunky kind of thing look going on for it, but you know, very anime inspired. Uh, kind of, you know, ladies with big boobies, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that kind of that kind of flavor. Yeah, yeah. Well, it exactly. Looks pretty, but, looks so, pretty gruesome, actually, dude. Some of the graphics. Yeah, are pretty, uh, I was actually surprised because I didn't know. Like, based off the the thumbnail of the YouTube video before I saw it, I didn't really know what the hell to expect. But it's kind <laughs> of like a. You might not remember this game, but uh, Lost Odyssey crossed mm-hmm. with uh, mm-hmm. Nia. Um, Nia, is that the one I'm thinking of? Uh, yeah. Anyways, um, it's like a cross between those two things, but a little bit more cyberpunky, I'd even say. So, um, a lot of bosses. You know. <laughs> you know what I find funny is below that article it says here it certainly looks like one for the Souls fans. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know yeah. if that is one for the Souls fans. I don't know. Nah, if this is one for the Souls. I don't fans. know. It's definitely an action RPG, but I don't know if it's like you know. In the ilk of that. So, mm. anyways, um, now Grizz, the other one they announced was a uh, Sonic X Shadow Generation. So, wow, uh, it's I think it's like it's just like a shitload Whoa. of 
classic and modern Sonic games mashed into one and uh, they've given a real nice little lick of pain. Gee, they're really going hard yeah. on the Sonic cap in the last couple of years, haven't they, mate? They've really tried to just... Yeah, to little, I would argue, very little success, but this looks pretty good, actually. Like, mm. the it, it seems like they're kind of remaking some of the earlier games. Um you know, you might remember that one where Sonic's running through the city and then there's a big car behind him and he's running down the road and shit. So he's got, you know, I, c- I couldn't tell you which games they are because, I mean, I've played probably all of about two hours of Sonic in my entire life. But, mm. you know, your, your classics. Hard. Hard yeah. Games, yeah. 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 Uh, but, yeah, they've got the, the well, I guess the, the, the earlier 3D games that have been remade and, and the classic uh, Sonic as well. So I actually think it looks pretty good. Again, tr- you know, in the last few years, it's been a bit hit and miss with, with Sonic. This looks pretty good, but For, um, Sonic's also Sonic been pretty good. You actually get to play as <laughs> yeah. a character called Shadow. There is a campaign Shadow. Shadow. So if you are into that. I remember I was always excited for the Sonic games when you could play Tails because you could get this little fly mechanic and just like use your tail to spin around and float. So. Yeah, Sonic uh, Tails is pretty rad. Tails. I remember uh, on uh, what was it called uh, Dreamcast, there was oh, uh, yeah. a Sonic in the uh, Chaos Crystals or some shit game, and the <laughs> little there was like a little thing that sat inside the Dreamcast controller that you could pull out, and it would what? have like your little eggs you would find. Yeah, dude. Like if you look at the Dreamcast controller, you, there was like a little LCD screen thing that you could pull out of the controller, and it was almost like you could have your little like Sonic egg that was hatching on the LCD screen after you caught it in the game and then walk around with it. It was wild. Damn. I remember thinking as a kid, I was like, man, this is you the know coolest what? thing ever. Was it, you said it's a Dreamcast, did you? Yeah, the Dude, Dreamcast. Dreamcast had a lot of like quite different stuff. I remember playing, I can't remember what game it was, but it had the real-time action sequences in there where you had to press other buttons and do certain things. And I remember it being quite different at the time. Like almost something that you were Oh, man, that would have been huge at the time. I, I yeah. couldn't tell you a single game before the the Dreamcast that, I mean, think about Nintendo 64, which is similar era, right? Like, mm. I don't think quick time events were even a big thing back then. I can't think of any games that did them. No, they uh, had them on, so, like, arcade games. Like, when, I'm just thinking, yeah. like, Time Crisis and stuff. Probably had ones like that that you'd play, but nothing on a console that you would do. I remember, yeah, sitting in Toy World and, and playing on a Dreamcast and being like, whoa, this is amazing. But didn't yeah, do, that console wild. didn't do particularly well, did it, Cap? I don't think no, it, it shit the bed big time, which is a bit of a shame because it had some pretty bangers, uh, you know, banger games on there. Uh, but it just didn't sell very well. Mm. I think um, the marketing for the play, for the PlayStation and the uh, the Nintendo yeah. was just you know too strong, uh, and too strong. it ended up being Sega's real kind of last venture into uh, you know the the hardware market. So. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, now, there's this, another game, Grizz, coming out called uh, Zenless Zero, which looks like another weird anime game. So if that's your your vibe, go and check that out. Um, yeah. From the yep. developers who made Genshin Impact and Honkai Star Rail Urban Action Role Playing Game. Uh, mm. Looks pretty fucking boring, honestly. Uh, yep. Another thing that they announced, Grizz, yeah. Dave the Diver's coming to PS5 and PS4. Ooh. And... It's yes. getting a DLC, Godzilla style. Godzilla style. What do you mean by that, mate? As in Godzilla's literally in the game. 
Sweet. So, okay. yeah, towards the end of the trailer, you see Godzilla slowly rise from the pit uh, that, you know, you're exploring to find all of your weird and wonderful sushi components. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, Dave the Diver is going to be getting a cheeky bit of Godzilla, which is pretty cool. A little bit of Godzilla so, action. Yeah. Very nice. Now, it's also going to be getting uh, V Rising after Dude, all again, this time. Again, we haven't heard of for a long time, V Rising. Is that still being played or what? That was a well, cool I don't think it's as popular anymore, which is a real shame because that game was a freaking cracker when it released. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, yeah, it seems like this is the first time it's coming to the, the, the station, uh, the PlayStation, uh, and, yeah, it's going to be, I, I guess, getting all the most recent um, DLC and bits and pieces that they've done. Uh, you know, go and build your, your vampire castle and uh, sit on the vampire throne and explore the, the wastelands around you, fight bosses and, yeah. Earn new vampire abilities. I mean, that game was a cracker, Grizz. It was good. We played yeah, that the together, whole multiplayer. Yeah, the whole multiplayer thing was aspect was great in it. And it had like this yeah. kind of weird PvE, PvP kind of thing because there could be other guys in that world and you could come across them yeah. and fight them as well. So, yeah, kind of yeah. cool. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, I hope they release a big DLC or something soon because I would love to get back into that, but I'd need a fair bit of incentive to go and give it another crack. So, yeah. Yeah, very, very cool game. I really enjoyed that top-down kind of multiplayer aspect. Uh, now, another one that uh, we're getting soon, Grizz, is a game called Judas. Now, this is being touted as, well, I mean, it's literally from the creators of Bioshock, uh, as in ah. not, uh, uh, I can't remember who made Bioshock. Was it Gearbox Studio? I can't remember. Uh, regardless, it's coming from some of the same developers that worked on the original Bioshock, and it definitely has that kind of Bioshock feel. So. Uh, it looks like it's you know, it's a space station, which is you know obviously a little bit different to under the ocean. Uh, but uh, regardless, it's uh, yeah, it looks pretty cool. Some weird and wonderful psychological stuff going on, yeah. and in addition to that, uh, yeah, the you know it's kind of got that Bioshocky kind of almost like Atomic Heart when that Atomic Heart game came out. Yeah, that was a flop, kind of though, wasn't it, Capo? Was it, it was a big flop. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it copped a lot of, uh, I guess, a lot of attention just because it was probably one of the first games well, that really was people, working towards doing the Bioshock thing. People are screaming out for that. I feel like, um, you know, what was, the, uh, what was that other Dead Space remake that came out as well that kind of did a similar thing? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Another one, Callisto yeah. Protocol. Callisto Protocol. I feel like those two yep. were really... Got a lot of hype built around potentially building yeah. on it. On a I think people IP. just haven't done those games properly since they came out, right? Like Bioshock's really not had another kind of Bioshock-esque no. game since, and neither has realistically There was something really unique so about unique. Bioshock, Cap. It was like there was almost like a dark humour that sat behind that game um, Yeah, that I think helped sell it because it was like this wild and wacky uh, kind of, I don't know, dark and gritty feeling that was behind this post post apocalyptic world. I mean, they just it was very well done, quite a unique game, and I don't I don't think it's easy yeah. to capture. Yeah, so. and I think but the story was quite well written as well. You know, like I, I think it was quite a perfect storm of a lot of gameplay elements that people really resonated with. Mm. But again, I mean, even Bioshock Three didn't do quite as well as One and Two, and I think a lot of that was because they deviated quite 
you know, fairly majorly from the rest of the games and did the old, you know, there's alternate realities thing. And I don't think people super love that. But, hey, regardless, Judas looks pretty cool. Uh, the combat looks pretty rad. Definitely got the whole kind of, you know, weird bolt pistol-y kind of mm-hmm. thing going on with the weaponry. And uh, I th- it kind of looks like your character has, you know, like weird and wonderful powers, uh, you know, like you did in, in Bioshock. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that. It looks really cool. Definitely worth watching the trailer for. Uh, and good luck trying to figure out what the fuck's going on with that because <laughs> I could not. Yeah. Uh, now, what else do we have, Grizz? We also had uh, Metro is getting a VR uh, kind of a, a thing. Uh, I think this, it's is one this of the original games. Tales? Is that what you're talking about? No, it's mm. called Metro. So oh, Metro right. had a yeah, few yeah. games uh, more recently. I think there was one a few years back that was like the uh, the open world one that they did. It's based on a bunch of books written yeah. by a Russian bloke. That was the um, is that the human one? Is that the what's it called the um? Not too. Sh- I mean, it was called Metro. Um, it maybe uh, Metro you Exodus. The Metro. Yes, Exodus, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Exodus. Yeah. So mm. this one had a lot of like you know having to change your gas mask filter and shit like that, and you know some survival elements plus the whole you know mm-hmm. everyone's living in the metro because Russia's cooked and it actually yada, got yada, high yada, ratings, yeah. didn't it? Gap that game's nine out yeah, of ten. On absolutely. The Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, no, I did quite well. Um, so yeah, this is getting a uh, it's getting a VR um, release, and cool. it'll be available on yeah. PSVR two. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, now, Legendary Tales Grizzly. Yeah. It's a dungeon crawling adventure that features multiplayer options. My good friend, this actually looks pretty cool. I think, like yeah. you know, we've spoken about this a number of times, Cap. Where VR, I feel like we feel like it's always a feasibility thing. It's always kind of like, oh, here's a test. Yeah, but having like dedicated games that are well delivered in VR and run well and feel great. We're not quite there yet. Yeah. But looking at this, like I know this probably isn't quite there yet either because it still looks a little bit jank to me, but you're there yeah. with your sword. You can craft things. Uh, you're wielding magic. Um, you see a picture of him grabbing a skeleton by the neck and then you use your other hand to punch him in the face with your other hand. It seems to be slowly trending. Tr- Trending in the right direction. Towards yeah. not and shit. Imagine a multiplayer VR experience medieval like this uh, yeah. would be fucking hilariously fun, I reckon. And Yeah, uh, especially with your mates and stuff getting stuck in there making potions with the boys yeah. <laughs> on Friday night. It's going to be pretty sick. Yeah, uh, right. yeah. No, it does look actually legitimately cool. Um, so, I don't know. It, it, I guess we'll kind of wait and see how this one goes. Uh, I reckon there'd be something about going into a VR into a bar somewhere that would be cool. Oh man, yeah, yeah, that would be radical. Yeah, I think. um, I mean, this definitely looks really good. Um, And yeah, I think we'll see how it plays out. Definitely. I mean, realistically, all the particle effects look really good. Uh, The, I mean, there's a lot of skeletons in it, uh, which you know is a little bit worrying because if you're showing off most of your enemies, uh, they're all fucking skeletons. Might get a little bit samey, but looks pretty cool regardless. Uh, One game that came out recently, Grizz, was a game called Asgard's Wrath Two, and that came out on the. Uh, kind of coincided closely to the MetaQuest 3's release. And apparently that is an insanely good RPG. 
so if you are, in if VR, people are looking for in VR um, oh. to the point where it got like nine out of tens, and people were like, "I can't believe this is a VR game." I mean, yeah, yes, okay. it is one, but like it's so well fleshed out. Mm. So if you are looking for a really good RPG experience on VR on the VR system, apparently that is really good. Okay. Can't uh, can't uh, personally, I can't you know vouch for it, but I hear it's amazing. Um, all right, Chris, number one we got was uh, another trailer for Dragon's Dogma 2, uh, which looks continues to look really good. Um, yep. Eddie, how are you feeling about this title? looks amazing, uh, and I feel like it's in good hands, and I guess to give people kind of an idea of what we're looking at here, it's almost like a Monster Hunter. Yeah. No, Shadow of the Colossus kind of uh, RPG that... Um, yeah, with Monster is- Hunter-esque things going on. Yeah, yeah, I think but it looks really good. And the other games more. have been pretty well received too, Cap, haven't they? Like different MMOs oh, D- and stuff. Dogma like that. One was really, really well received. I think it just, I don't know, it's just one of those ones that just didn't do critically. Oh, well, not 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 critically, but I guess it didn't sell amazingly. Probably because I think in more recent years, Western gamers are more likely to try and play Japanese games. Yeah, so. Uh, I yeah. think I think this will probably do quite well. It it's kind of got that Black Desert Online combat kind of feel, but I think it plays a lot nicer than something like Black Desert Online because yeah. it's less effort MMO-y. Mm-hmm. But it's not even an MMO; it's literally a single player RPG. So uh, you won't be playing this with your mates, but uh, you you know you have little fellas that run around with you called pawns, and yeah, it looks the really cool. New classes, two different things. Yeah, it does look cool. Yeah. Man. It looks really well. Well. Like the, gra- the graphically, it looks amazing. Uh, it looks really yeah. well put together. Yeah. A lot of the combat is you kind of running and jumping onto things and trying to smack them in the head um, and crawl up their body and stuff. So you know, <laughs> that's the kind of vibe for the combat. So yeah, that's where the Shadow of the Colossus part comes in. But yeah, looks really good. I'm quite excited for this one. Now this comes out on the 22nd of March, so you got mm-hmm. just over a month before that one comes out. So holiday of riches. Uh, all right. So there you go. Well, that was all of the um, state of state play, Chris. We nailed it, mate. Yep. Pretty, you know what? I'd yeah. say that uh, reasonably good offering. Probably uh, a standout for me across the bunch. I would say I think Death Stranding 2 looks interesting, but I think Rise of Ronan is one to look out for. Yeah. So, I think yeah. I'm very keen for the Rise of Ronan uh, since seeing that particular trailer. I think... I think it just seems to all be coming together into a package that I really yeah. like the look of, whereas before it was mostly just story trailer stuff, which is fine. But realistically, you know, the gameplay is going to be good fun and a lot of the gameplay is going to be combat and open world traversal and how does that feel and it looks really, really good fun. So, yeah, I'll probably be spending 110 Australian dollars on that game, I guess. So Getting that, yeah. Yep. Now, Grizz, next week or this week, actually tomorrow, uh, though I think it'll end up being the day after for us, uh, there's going to be another state of play completely dedicated to an extended look at Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. So, get excited. That's on the 6th of Feb, uh, 3.30 p.m. PT, which uh, 3.30 p.m. PT to AWST. That is uh, 7.30 a.m. the next day for us. So 
yes, yeah, so it'll be Wednesday at seven thirty for Australians. But I, th- I think that will be probably about mid. Oh, what's that? Ten mm, thirty or something for um, Eastern Staters. So. Just right. FYI. Check it out. We'll, we'll yeah, be yeah. bringing you some news on that for sure next time, next week. One yeah. hundo. All right, Grizz. Now, it continues to happen, mate. What? We've got Who? more layoffs. More layoffs. God dang. More, and also, it's one of our beloved companies, Cap. One of our beloved. It is indeed. One of our beloveds. Digital Devolver has announced a bit of restructuring. Uh, and Alongside that, they're also losing their uh, CEO, Douglas Morin, as yep. uh, they stepped down immediately. Uh, so, you know, it sounds pretty dire. I, you know, with when, when people word things as I'm stepping down immediately, uh, it's like, you know, the whole idea of when, <laughs> when people word it that way, it kind of has that implied, like, get the fuck out of here kind of vibe. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whereas you could have said, you know, Douglas has had a great time here and unfortunately, you know, we're going to be parting ways now. Uh, whereas when they say it in that way, it kind of feels like, hmm, okay, obviously maybe this person has been uh, marked as the reason for, you know, Devolver's revenue not being in line with their expectations. And, yeah, um, and there's, some, there's, some, there's some talks about that in that Reddit red cap you know i mean obviously cold of the lamb was successful but i think they had a few other releases that maybe could have done a bit better they talk about wizard with the gun and gun barella not doing particularly well and they've got baby steps coming which feels like all right but who knows how well that'll do um but also on top of all this cap they're saying here that devolver's stock is down 89.3 percent from ipo i don't know what ipo means but um and at the same time Develop, uh, they've devolved just laid off 28 developers at Artificer. Yeah. So clearly, yeah, it's pretty town. fucking brutal. Mm. 80% down on a share price <laughs> is pretty brutal, dude. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think, I mean, honestly, I, I mean, yeah, let's the last devolver game I played was Cold of the Lamb, and before that, I couldn't even really tell you what my last one was, uh, yeah. in my library, in all honesty, but. You're right. I think the more recent ones have maybe. I don't know. Did they do It Takes Two? No. Did they? No. That was uh, EA. Mm. They did do. Um, oh, what was that freaking game? They did the uh, that uh, bloody card game that was like the VHS weird one. I think, oh, yeah, well, I think yeah, yeah. Inscription. Can't, Inscription, yeah, they did inscription. inscription from, yeah. I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah, uh, and there was something else that I played. They did Loop Hero. The, they did Loop Hero. Loop as Hero well. as well. Yeah, I think they're doing Plucky Squire, which I'm quite excited for. They are, yeah. Uh, but I think, yeah, I mean the the two big standout ones, Grizz, obviously Gumbrella, and I can't remember the other one you said it was, but I just, yeah, I mean, in the last year or so, there just hasn't been an awful lot of games that they've published that I've kind of gone, yeah, I want to play that. Like even that game, it was like the bloke running around kicking everyone in the face. It was, I think Angerfoot. it was supposed to be a bit of Angerfoot. an angry. Yeah, yeah I yeah, think yeah. it was supposed to be a bit of a meme, but it just, yeah. I don't know. It might not even be out yet maybe, but. Um, Didn't sell yeah, it to you. Look, uh, yeah, look, it's in, when you look, look back at their um, previous, you know, they bought out Enter the Gungeon and stuff and and they actually had quite a lot of successful early games, but I agree with you, Cap, in recent times. 
uh, say in the last year and a bit, it seems not a lot going their way, apart from Cult of the Lamb, but that in terms of what they've released, it's a it's a very small, small portion. Yeah. So unfortunately a bit of a one trick pony or a one trick lamb, uh, mm. if you if you will, uh, at the moment. So uh, yeah. Anyways, we'll see how they go. Hopefully, some of their next up titles do a bit better for them. Uh, but yeah, I'd hate to see them disappear into obscurity because they have brought us some incredible games. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, Plucky Squire and the like can do better for them. Yeah, Plucky Squire looks yeah. good. So hopefully, that does well when that comes out for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Chris. Well, that's uh, that's the bloody that's the bloody uh, the menu, the bloody quest log for the day. There you Smogersburg. go. Well done. We nailed it, mate. Absolutely, mate. We never, we never do not. Now, Grizz, I want to ask you a little question. Mm. I want to know how your gaming's going, mate. What's been happening? <laughs> Talk me through it. A little bit of everything, Capo. Nothing new, so to speak. Um, so continuing with the Isaac, I've been playing quite a lot of Dota 2. Had uh, a couple of games with Pete last night. Dominated the safe Lovely. lane. Do you know that Pete, yeah, my win rate, is like... Twenty percent or something like it is twenty percent bad. It is it's like one in five games we've win out of like a significant <laughs> amount of games. <laughs> so we're gonna build on I that. I love it. Um, look, other things that I've been playing, kind of, been kind of ducking in and out of different games. Cap, continuing my Baldur's Gate three honor mode. We had a session in the multiplayer co-op playthrough as well. Just trying to think where we got to in that. So we are now in the foundry. Trying to disarm all of the big metal uh, walker guys. What are they called? The big metal um, robots that walk around and clamp you in Baldur's Gate? Oh, the steel watchers. The steel watchers. So we're in the factory trying to like figure out how to disarm the steel watchers. Yeah. 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 So Love we're kind it. of yeah. me- messing around in there. I don't know how much we've you- got to go. Yeah. So what else have you done in, Bo- in the Baldur's Gate township so far? Uh, Apart from that. We went to the circus and did everything we could do in there. Uh, we, yep. oh man, what else did we do? We've kind of we've talked to the devil, and he wants us to go collect something. Uh, uh, to, what is, I can't remember what he wants you to collect. Or he wants us uh, to do. I, well, I can't remember. He either wants us to kill someone or do something. We we haven't decided what we're yeah. going to do there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have found the submarine that can go underwater uh, yeah. to go and free like a bunch of the workers' families and stuff that are yeah. trapped down there. It's trapped um, in there, yeah. Trapped in there. I've convinced the guy to take us down there. We haven't gone down there yet. We've just yeah. cleared out that, uh, that area and uh, freed like a bunch of the, the, the worker um, slaves in there, but they're worried about their families getting killed, so we're yeah. trying to figure out how to go do that. Um, yeah. We went into one of the end game areas, and I think I was telling you this last time, but we decided to turn around um, because they didn't think we were ready for it yet. But we just all reached max level. So we're level 12 now. So we're. Yeah. Once you hit that, you're good to go anywhere, basically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah who knows? There's a fair bit. Uh, there's, you know, there's still some other bits cases. There's so many different threads that are happening. Like, yeah. there's other ones as well. And. I like it, but I also feel like it's quite overwhelming if you're not playing all the time because you come back and you're yeah. like, fuck, what were we doing? Going uh, through the quest yeah. log and trying to figure it out. So Yeah. 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 It might be um 
just put a bow on it situation for you guys Wrap if it you're up. kind of feeling like that, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, you know, it doesn't get uh, – I mean, I did everything I possibly could and, mm. uh, yeah, I definitely hit a saturation point where I was like, fucking hell, man, this is hectic. But Dude, you just like really go into an area and all of a sudden it opens up and then you go down – like yeah, the you meet a bunch of new people. And, no, that that yeah. opens up, and then it's just like, my yeah. God, man. It's yeah, man, it's really huge. good though. Mm. Yeah, I think um, it'll be interesting to see whether they do more, like whether they do a, a little DLC or something with it, or you know, it's it's, it's quite a, insane what can happen beyond the final kind of chapter and what can eventuate from that. So, I really, yeah, I don't know I how they do it. Like the way the game has progressed because in the first area, whilst it's not linear, it is kind of linear. Like you've got to go through the the druid encampment and do that. And then you've got to go through the goblins and do that as well. But by the time you're in the final act, I honestly feel like there are so many different places you can go and and explore and stuff. And you're not driven to any of those rarely unless you really want to follow a story. So, you know, I know that a lot of people were daunted first coming to Battles Gate 3 because they haven't played D&D before and didn't quite understand the game. But I do really feel the way that they've written the story and the game through the acts that it kind of it drives you in the direction you need to go in the first act and then you're kind of given more freedom as the game goes on. And it's, yeah, it's yeah. Very, very well designed. But also I'm finding it, yeah, I'm always finding it a little bit too much for the head to figure out exactly what we're doing now and, and understand. Yeah, different it story. needs to be kind of your dedicated game for a while just so you can kind of mainline it because you're right like once you go in and out of it and you know a week passes and then you kind of try to come back into it and or a couple of weeks pass you know it's it's so hard to recontextualize where you were at and what your what your goals and objectives were or even what you wanted to achieve personally you know what i mean so it's um yeah it's pretty tough but uh yeah i'm looking forward for you to finishing that up so we can have a bit of a Good chat about it, mate. Yeah, we're trying to get done. Unfortunately, Curdy's away this whole week for work, so there's going to be no Baldur's Gate 3 co-op happening this week, unfortunately. Um, but I'm actually going to take that time to start Elden Ring, Cap. I'm going to restart a brand-new character of Border on Steam. Help me through it. Yep, I'm going to give your, it a crack. Well, character? I would like to – I don't know. I don't know. Last time I did Magic, not Melee, and I got uh, did uh, Dex Int, and I used Azua's Comet and like Rani's Moon thing, and I had what was that wet katana cap? What was it called? That was just OP. Um, oh, blood something. Not nah, not that one. It was the other one that shoots the Moon Veil. It was called oh, Moon, Moon Veil. Veil. Moon Veil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I yes. remember like when that first released. Those were just insanely yeah, overpowered. Yeah. Uh, and there was that. Uh, there was a blood one though, wasn't yeah, there? Didn't rivers you will rivers of blood? I think that's the cool. one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. God damn. So dude. maybe like Wild. I don't know. What is it? Narcan? Maybe I don't know. What do I want to do? Maybe a strength? Something else? Strength and something? I don't know. What do you reckon? Yeah. Uh, you could do strength. Uh, though it doesn't tend to be your style, though, mate. I don't no, know. It doesn't no? It doesn't. Maybe. But Dex maybe. Is, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe like a. Oh, I don't know. Maybe just go something that isn't that is maybe more of a pure melee build, just for a bit of fun. Uh, yeah, I have to. I can't even quite remember what the weapons and stuff were because yeah, I'm kind of I'm up. starting to think about it myself, dude. And it's like, mm. okay, maybe I want. To, uh, I think I think my next playthrough because I did a strength playthrough and it was like honestly punishing <laughs> in every way. Yeah. It was not particularly fun in certain areas. Tough. Just uh, pure strength but, cap is that what you did? Pure strength. 
Pretty much, yeah, pure strength. And I think a little, a little bit of faith or something, mm. but, you know, but in the end it did not pay off for me. Uh, I think this time I'm just going to go a cheesy magic build and yeah. just play the new DLC using that cheesy magic build. So whatever the cheese Make is, I'm going to go cheese. cheese. Good I, said, I, don't have the t- I don't have the time to really sink into it now, mm. but I want to experience it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I remember when that happened, dude, we were like, Fucking clocking the hours on that, eh? Oh, dude. <laughs> My wife's we'll... like, what are you playing? Elden Ring again. It was like, it was literally like that for like weeks, <laughs> weeks and yeah. weeks. <laughs> yeah. Just like memeing out. Oh, dude. Yeah. I remember like skipping, like, you know, just skipping fucking social shit just to play Elden Ring and stuff and like... Mm. You know, when I'd be working from home, like my lunch break would just be straight into Elden Ring and yeah, it's just fucking wild. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so yeah, I'm excited for that. I really, I need that DLC ASAP though, Grizz, because I kind of, I'm kind of like how, how far into the game is this going to be? You know, the DLC opening area. It's an interesting thing actually to plan for when you think about it because, you know, it's been almost two years since release, right? So now you release this DLC. Yeah. It's probably an interesting design consideration for a developer because it's like, okay, you know, it's like I'm pretty sure I saw a table of when the DLCs for other Soulsborne games released after release. DS3 was a year after, wasn't it, for each of them? Pretty sure. It was like one year. I think. Was I it? think, yeah, I think it might have even been less than a year. Was it might it? have been something. Yeah, because okay. I remember I th- remember thinking that the longest one I saw was Bloodborne and that was just over nine months or something. Mm. So, you know, it's not that long and it's been two years since the Elden Ring. Yeah, we'd do it. But also, I, I don't know, I kind of feel like Elden Ring is a bit of a different beast too, you know. Like they rarely took what was successful from the Souls games and, kind of made them into this very open world exploration. So I'm hoping that they're just, it's going to be another massive big chunk of content for us. Um, I don't know. Two years doesn't seem unreasonable for them to develop something. No, but I do think the interesting thing is like, how do you integrate your DLC into a game that, took people upwards of 150 hours and prob- a lot of people probably haven't touched that game since. How do you produce a DLC that they can easily come back into? Well, let's talk about all the other Souls game DLCs. Exactly. It's like but do they, so Bloodborne, do they care a example, bit more now? Is at the end of the main game and it's some fucking random place that you go to. <laughs> I'm going to spoil yeah, you found it, this fucking eyeball. You're just like, we'll never find, it was so hard to find. I remember watching Pixel Nine Tales and he's like, no, I don't want spoilers, I'm going to find it. And he's like, literally spent like fucking 15 hours to find it. Most obscure entry of the DLC. Dark Souls 3, whilst it wasn't as obscure, it was still obscure and it was like partway through the game. I think you can e- yeah. enter it like halfway through the game maybe, but yeah, look, I don't know. I feel like From Software is always kind of stuck reasonably to their gun guns cap in the souls games yeah. and you know i mean there's a lot of uh controversy early that you know there's oh, there's no quest icons of where to go and fuck you don't you haven't got yeah. like, how are you going to track your quests and things and you know that's here's good. what i reckon might be the approach right i think if the rumors are true and it's mm. kind of like a shadow world to the 
Elden Ring, right? It's kind of, you know, like the classic um, uh, A Link to the Past, you know, like where you could go between the shadow world and the regular world. If they did something along those lines but made it so you could pretty much mostly just do the shadow world, then you could have an argument for starting fresh, going through the shadow world. Because, I mean, from all accounts, apparently it is fucking massive. Like, it's supposed to be almost as big as the original game for the most part, which is fucking crazy. If it's, if the again, if the rumors are believed to be true. And then have the DLC just be a brand new ending, right? So you're basically just playing through the DLC as you would the main game. But then you just kind of but you do go it through that. Start. Yeah, okay. Mm. And it could warrant having a new character as well. Or The only thing about know. that is it wouldn't reward you for playing the normal game at all. If no. you can access the DLC straight away and work your way through. Whereas I feel yeah. like, like so for Dark Souls, well, actually, I guess with Dark Souls 3 and stuff, you to finish the game, you don't need to go to the DLC at all. You can still finish any percent and finish the game yeah. that way. The DLC is almost optional um, yeah. to go and do that. Yeah, it's interesting. Oh, yeah. I wonder how they'll approach it. But Yeah, because yeah. realistically for me, like I'm kind of like, well, you know, how much time do I need to put into a save file before I'm going to? Because I want to play it on my PC. I played it on my PS5 originally. You know, how much time am I going to have to put in to kind of mm. get to whatever the content that, they're going to be t- dropping. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, look, either way, Cap, the rumour is right now is that there's potential for it to be shadow dropped in the end of February or towards the end of February. That was the rumour coming from December last year. Um, people yeah. are still kind of like that might happen. So if that happens, I kind of want to at least be familiar with the game. So I'm going to jump back yeah. into Elden Ring. Um, Tell you what, man, if that happens, I'm going to fucking shit my pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My bets are going to be shitted. Yeah, (laughs) big time. I'll be fucking in the OGR Facebook message. Did the um, did did the Souls (laughs) deals, uh, Souls game DLCs bring new classes as well that you're able to create? Uh, I don't think so. No. So I reckon that would be cool. I mean, I know they mean fuck all because you can always change a class, but I like the class. I like the way the classes kind of. Yeah, I mean, it could be a good reason again to make a new character and start afresh. You know, like that's. The, yeah. I do. I do think that you know, because I mean, traditionally, obviously, from software's been very they cared very little about uh, the impact of their decisions on you know people's uh, I guess quality of life. You know, when it comes <laughs> to gaming time. quality of life, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do feel like with Elden Ring, maybe they have slightly more reason you know 13 plus million copies sold like maybe they got slightly more reason to maybe keep their player base mm. i don't know roughly happy you know again you're gonna you're not gonna you if, if you go down the making it easy route to get into the dlc the diehard fans are going to complain that it's too easy to get into the dlc then if you make it too hard all of the people who aren't diehard fans are going to be complaining about how hard it is and i've got to make a brand new save file i mean we literally yeah. had the exact same thing with Dude, the old Diablo four conversation yeah we did yeah you know? I mean, we had a lot of that with Elden Ring. You know, still people were complaining about the, the difficulty curve um, and, like, the approachability of that game, even though it probably is the most approachable of the Souls, of the Souls games. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can ignore things, like certain I things. Think, Just purely ignore it. I think whatever way they're going to go, they're going to cop criticism, though, Cap. 
most likely. 100%. Yeah, there's going to be issue. Your people, there's going to be articles, you know, is it time we started to think about Soulsborne accessibility? Like all this other bullshit. I'm just not keen for it, but I know it's going to be yeah. coming for us, Grizz, you know. It's coming for us. Coming right for us. Coming for us. Speaking yeah. about coming for us, Grizz, watch out. Rapid fire it's news. another freaking rapid Rocky fire news. DJ Francesco. It's in the freaking game, Grizzly oh, Gaming. Shooting at me, man. I was dodging. It's had to happen to I just realized I didn't even talk about what I've been playing. Oh, yeah. Maybe I quickly go there. <laughs> what have you been playing, Cat? Back. <laughs> well, um, Persona back. 3 Reloaded is on Xbox Game Pass. That came out last Friday, I mm. believe. Um, you know, pretty classic Persona game. It's a remake of the third title. Uh, I started playing that. You know, it's got its whole the whole kind of anime you know, fucking high school thing going on and, you know, you're going into the fucking, I don't know, the shadow realm trying mm-hmm. to figure out why people are becoming depressed and uh, dying and all this other shit. And, you know, you're doing, you're, you're having like this Pokemon-esque kind of, I don't know, not it's not really Pokemon, but, you know, you're having this persona, the collect-a-thon thing going on, then you use your personas in battle. Very, very similar structure to all the other ones you played. If you played five, pretty much the same structure. You know, you got your days where you're trying to, like, you know, update your character's stats, charm, you know, courage, all the other shit. All that stuff. Trying to make relationships with people so that all your personas do better things, essentially. Uh, But the cool thing is it's got this persistent, uh, I guess, like, combat zone that you go to. and it's called the Tartarus. It's kind of, you know, you just keep going to this big, like, kind of tower and the tower changes all the time. You're trying to ascend as many floors as possible each time. And, yeah, it's, it's good so far. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, the Stylistically, man, the Persona games are so sick. The I don't know. It's just the just cool, cool menus, really cool, like, just approach to art and um you know how that expression comes through the menuing and stuff like that it's just such a freaking cool looking game um, yeah. hi- highly appreciate that immensely how does but, the voice uh, acting yeah. go cat pretty good voice acting i don't listen to the english because i just don't like it yeah, yeah it's just yeah. i feel like um when uh, Japanese media gets dubbed by English voice actors. It tends to be like their voice acting just gets overdone and uh, it just bothers me a lot. So I listen to the Japanese with subtitles just because I, I mean, n- being a non-Japanese speaker, I, I can't hear shit voice acting and it just sounds good anyway. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so I tend to listen to it. But, I mean, the Japanese sounds really good, Chris, <laughs> to answer your question. Yeah, good, mate. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Um, but, yeah, that's what I've been playing. Nothing else. Um, nice. So, yeah, anyways, let's Elden dive Ring? into... Do you think you'll play Elden Ring, Cap? Do you think you'll pick it up? I think or... I will. Okay. I think I will. I might even spool that up this week sometime, I think, in between Persona 3. Uh, yep. I also need to finish uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, but I'll get there, you know. I'm not in a huge rush. But I do want to try and finish before... Uh, Final Fantasy Rebirth comes out, which is end of this month. So, mm-hmm. got a bit of gaming to do, Grizzly. Bit of gaming, nice. You bit want? of gaming, bit of video gaming. All right, Grizz. Um, all right, number one off the uh, rapid fire list: Stardew Valley 1.6. 
the new patch is being delayed a little bit further. Uh, the developer concerned Ape has apologised, citing that the scope of the patch has been much larger than expected, uh, anticipated, sorry, uh, and they're currently in the bug fixing and polishing phase. Uh, I did see a... I think a few weeks back, just that uh, Concerned Date was getting really excited for people to play the, I don't know, just the new patch and what's coming with it. There's a lot of new shit. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know, if it's you're good. a Stardew Valley that. fan. I've got to look after Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's coming. You know, it's coming. it'll be in there soon. I mean, the, one thing that is definitely coming is hats on cats and dogs. Oh, yeah. Nice. Pretty exciting. So, yeah, there you go. Got that. Got that. Um, Cap Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Uh, it looks like uh, they have failed to share review codes before the game is going to be released. So uh, Feb Feb second is the official release date, uh, and people who pre-ordered the game uh, should have been able to have access to the review codes, and they did not. So yeah, that's nice. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I mean, we had the same thing with, uh, was it Forspoken, I think? Was it? Yeah, right. yeah uh, the Square Enix game. And, you know, I think maybe when people know they've got a bit of a stinker, uh, they wait for the, the hold, hold up the review codes a little bit. Is that what they do? Is it? Yeah. So that people yeah. can't review the game before it's released. Exactly. Yeah. And then people Did buy Redfall the game. Did do that as well? Uh, I can't quite remember. There's been a couple of games that have done it recently. I'm pretty sure Forspoken was one of them. Yeah. So, uh, But just a bit brutal. Now, to follow up on that one, Grizz, uh, yeah. an hour after they did do the early access release, uh, they pulled the game uh, offline because the game had a bug in it that was auto-completing the entire game uh as soon as you load it in so it'd be like hey congratulations you beat the game <laughs> it's like really? oh, just fucking open the game <laughs> up. what are you talking about yeah. yeah well done i'm just that good uh yeah. so uh in response to that the devs gifted 20 dollars worth of in-game currency to everyone for the downtime so cap is it reviewing bad yeah. suicide squad is it not doing well i think or? it's reviewing okay like okay. it's actually not that I think people are, are, are reasonably happy with it. Um, yeah. I think a lot of the criticism comes from the only way you're really going to probably enjoy this game is if you're a big Marvel fan, which, you know, yeah, I mean, well, I'm not a Marvel fan, DC fan, sorry. Um, but, you know, I mean, fuck, you, you, you're playing a DC game. Of course, you're probably going to be a DC fan. Like I'm, I literally, before I even knew this game was potentially going to be shit based on the whole review code thing, I had no interest in this game whatsoever. So, of course, I think you need to be obviously interested in this game from the beginning to probably want to play it. So, yeah, yeah. fair. Fair enough. Um, Capo, yep. Obsidian uh, have a new RPG coming out called Avowed. If you don't know Obsidian, they've done games such as Outer Worlds 2, Grounded, uh, Pathfinder Adventure, uh, South Park, The Stick of Truth, uh, and Pillars of Eternity, like a bunch of stuff, right? Good, 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 pretty good uh, yeah. dev. Um, really they, good shiz. I mean, yeah, big time. Really good stuff. They've said that uh, recently that there will be no romance options in their newest forthcoming RPG, Obsidian's Avowed. So, I don't yeah. know, Cap, if you're used to Baldur's Gate 3 and being able to romance, well, unlucky for you. Yeah, unlucky fella. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about this, Grizz, because, you know, I think the devs were citing 
the reason behind this being like it gives people the ability to focus more so on the RPG elements than you know wanting to kind of have mm. you know subpar romances with you know fucking virtual um, animated characters. But I do wonder if maybe the reason this is the case is because the game just is a bit garbo and they yeah. had to divert resources from elsewhere to make the game less garbo, despite it still being fairly garbo based on the, the recent trailers. So. Mm. I don't know, Grizz. We it's will just see. Just an extra development hurdle. Got to design those, you know, sex scenes and other bits and pieces. Well, and, uh, yeah. And, I mean, when your characters look like, um, you know, fucking human chalkboards <laughs> with the way that they are animated, uh, they're not particularly interesting. Is it not looking great, imagine, Kat? Is it not looking Well, great? I don't know. Just like the more recent... And anim- uh, the more recent trailer that they released, the just the facial animations just look like average, like really mm. boring. Especially when I've played recent games like um, you know Alan Wake Two, where the facial animations were like, "Fuck man, this is sick. This is so impressive." And then you see those, and you just think, "Okay, this is." Uh, I mean, look, every game's a little bit different. Yeah, uh, yeah. Look, I mean, it looked janky enough as it is with the combat, let alone everything else behind it. So, yeah, who knows? There you go. All right, Grizzly Gaming eighty six, uh, Burnout Paradise, remastered developers. It's coming to you soon. <laughs> They've also teased a potential Burnout rem- uh, Burnout revival. So a revival to the Burnout series. They're doing a remaster of the original kind of 2018 Burnout Paradise, um, but it seems like potentially we might be getting a revival of it. So we'll see what happens. There you go. It'd be interesting, Cap. Um, look, it's layoffs, more layoffs, Cap. Sega America is laying off 10% of its staff. Haven't got any more details than that, but dang, that sucks. Yeah, it's a lot in yeah. a year of... Uh, you know, lots of, you know, thinning of, you know, starving, staffing. Uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty hectic. All right, Grizz. Uh, in a, in a, I mean, apparently this is not news to people, but uh, the Dragon Ball Z fighting games tend to have a shitload of characters in 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 them because there's just a shitload of characters in Dragon Ball Z these days. Now. Uh, the first 24 characters of the new Dragon Ball Sparkling Z- Zero game is uh, has have been announced. You know your classics such as Goku, uh, Vegeta, um, and I will just say the first 25 characters are all different iterations. So it's Goku Z early, Goku <laughs> Z mid, Goku Z mid Super Saiyan, Goku Z end, Goku Z end Super Saiyan <laughs> all it's the way up. And then, yeah, there's like 50 fucking Vegetas as well. Different generations um, of them. Yeah, right. So apparently there's going to be potentially over 166 characters in this fighting game. Dang, that's cool. I kind of like that. It'll yeah, be, it's uh, wild. So yeah, Massive. Bonkers. Very cool. So yeah, there um, you go. Cap. So we had uh, Katase, who I assume is a dev cap, potentially, says a Final yep. Fantasy VI uh, remake like Final Fantasy VII would take roughly 20 years to make. He said he gets a lot of requests from fans and from media. Uh, says that as a company, he is sad that he can't confirm it, and obviously for good reason, Cap, if it's going to take 20 years to recreate Final Fantasy VI in the same way they have with Final Fantasy VII. Now, I assume, Cap, that's because the narration, like that, is that game just massive or why are they saying that it will take that long? Yeah, I mean, it is huge. 
you got to remember this game came out, you know, once upon a time on a console not too far away. You know, the, the Super Nintendo, you know, pixel art was the, the prime, well, it was the only way to create graphics and pixels uh, and art. Uh, but I think that, is difficult to translate into a fully fledged 3D video game these days. And, you know, there's, you know, X amount of playable characters in that game. There's, you know, all these different threads that they'd have to unravel. I mean, realistically, yeah, maybe it would take them 20 years to make and it will probably be more like five or six different mm. kind of games, whereas Final Fantasy VII is going to be three uh, in total. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's just a lot for them to have to go through, which is a shame because I think six is amazing and it could be really cool. But, yeah, who knows? There you go. All right, Chris. Now, I don't know if you're aware of the meme, but mm-hmm. when, when the Xbox 360 was kind of coming towards the end of its life cycle, People were memeing about the fact that the next one was probably going to be called the Xbox 720 because that's obviously 360 times two. Yeah. Now, it ended up becoming the Xbox One. However, internal documents point to the fact that it was originally codenamed and referred to internally as the Xbox 720. So, <laughs> it was never actually a meme. It was yeah. legitimately going to be called that at one stage until they, you know, kind of, you know, did a bit of a... 360 on that one and, and call it the Xbox One. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So, does that mean um, the next also- one's going to be the Xbox Two cap or what? Or are they going to go the Xbox Zero? Ooh, and go, what I, are they going to do there? I reckon they do something fucking crazy and go the Xbox 1080. Okay. Yeah. Right. They could release 1080 <laughs> no snowboarding on it or something. So yeah. Like- Hell yeah. Um, Actually, you know what? It could be. It could be like the Xbox 8K or something to like when 8K yeah. TVs start coming out. I don't know something, something like that, maybe. Something cool. But yeah, Cap, my favorite game of all time, Brotato, is on Game Pass, guys. If you would like to play the best vampire survivor like game, Brotato, get it on your <laughs> Game Pass. Do it. Yeah, dude. I want to. Do you know what? I reckon. They should collaborate with Spud Shed and get Tony Galati in there. Yeah, get the big eyebrow man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they? For anyone listening, I wonder. Sorry, I'm just trying to think who's the devs for Rotator. Are they Aussies or not? I don't know. Oh no, it's just some random like American person, I think. Uh, And I think it's like a one man dev team. But I don't know anyone listening that's wondering what we're talking about. There's a um, grocer here in Perth, Western Australia, called the spud shed and the person who runs it is this like you know kind of guy that's got really big eyebrows his name's tony galati uh he's a bit of like a local legend hero uh and i think he would be great as a collaboration so um yeah there you go all right grizz i'm gonna send him an email i'm gonna fucking put him in myself uh New Guitar Hero-like controller has been announced that will be usable in Fortnite and Rock Band. Uh, oh. Looks like Rift Master has created a ambidextrous. How the fuck are you going to use it in yeah. Fortnite? <laughs> it's got control sticks and shit on it, does it? Yeah, well, apparently you can go and play like oh. you can do like um, you know, guitar stuff hero in shit in, in Fortnite. Dude, Fortnite. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Can do everything now, in that game. What's Cap, did you know they think of mate? everything in that game, mate? Don't they? Think of <laughs> <laughs> they do indeed. That is a meme that no one will ever understand yeah. unless they've been listening to us for a long time. <laughs> um, 
Now, Grizz, the cool thing I like about this is it's got buttons on the upper neck, but also on the lower neck as well. So you can kind of shred oh, down. Really? Yeah, oh, you can shred down. Oh, that is pretty cool. You can take your solos yeah. down the down the top there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, which is cool. cool. So Jim will go, be interested yeah. in this, dude. Surely, surely. Oh, Jim for sure. For sure. So that's being made by PDP, which is a well-known. Uh, um, PDP's company, a fucking drum brand, dude. PDP make drums as well. Oh, like actual drum kits. The it's, well, it's going to be called the PDP Riff Master. So, uh, I don't well, know. Who... PDP is maybe maybe it's different, but PDP is specific drums and percussion. So maybe it's like a different right. PDP that I'm talking about. But yeah, yeah, I don't know, mate. Um. It's it's not elaborating on exactly who the PDP is, and even when I Google it, I can't find like who the like I find a I can't find like a you know website for the controller or anything. So, uh, oh, hang on, here PDP Gaming. Mm, I wonder uh, if that's the same like company, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, award-winning, officially licensed headsets, controllers, and accessories. There you go. Maybe, maybe not. We will never know, Grizz, until confirm. we get sponsored by right. PDP and get our own ones. Mm-hmm. We'll find out. Find out if that actually eventuates on the next episode, I guess. Which brings us to the end, Grizz. This is it. We're all we done. Did. Yep. Nailed That's it. That's it. Nailed it. Big time. Thank you so much for listening, everyone that comes out, you know, every week, live, rain, hail, or shine. Uh, or listens to us in their own personal time. We bloody appreciate you guys immensely. If you do us a big favour, share us, uh, review us with five stars. We'd really appreciate all of that. If you'd like to join uh, the other wonderful Patreons, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash show and uh, joining the wonderful ranks of the uh, the, our financiers. Uh, so mm-hmm. we'd appreciate that too if you would so wish to be one. Uh, other than that, if you would like any of our links, you can go to OGR.show and uh, follow the links there. We've got a Twitter where we post polls every so often uh, and a bunch of other shit you can go and follow. Discords. You like Discords, kid? You can join that too. So yep. there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, that's uh, in- it from us for this week. Uh, thanks for being here and we'll see you guys next Monday on the Oceanic Gaming Radio Podcast. Hell yeah, brother. Nice. We did it. We did now. it. Hey, g'day, Eric J. Belly, hey, go, mate. Uh, I'm you to disco. Welcome to the show, fella. He, he wrote dog and I wrote cat, mouse, rat, lion, tiger, Tyrannosaurus rex. And I was like, I'm not going to keep going here. It was such a <laughs> random interaction. Um, uh, cat, we've got Jim online.